And then really cool thing that we got going on right now is actually our, uh, our second turkey hunt competition. So we're hosting a turkey hunt competition here at Fold Session. Um, you can hunt from anywhere in the United States as long as you're legally licensed and allowed to hunt where your, uh, where your stomping grounds are. And uh, basically you pre-register either as an individual or as a two-person team for uh, a small fee at boldsession.com. And once you kill your bird, um, you submit it. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely get your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. I'm Sam, your host this week. Our podcast is driven by Ridge Rock Hunt Company, and I'll talk more about them at the conclusion of the episode. This week's a little different. We've done this a couple other times, uh, partnering up with Outdoors Dan from uh, 1350 ESPN, the Outdoor Call radio show. Um, Dan had me back on his show as a guest uh, this past weekend, and we just work with our publication schedule to be able to publish this episode this week. So um, with that, I'm going to turn it over to the radio show for this week and my conversation with Outdoors Dan. You're listening to the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to hour number two of Morning Kent. The hour number two of the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan brought to you by our fine folks in part at Elite Archery. Have you taken a shootability challenge yet? If you haven't, I encourage you to try the new Omnia. That's what I'm shooting this spring for my turkey hunts. I got it all rigged up, ready to go, and they got that new era, which I'll have coming for this summer, and I'll probably deer hunt with that this fall. So uh, I'm going to go antelope hunting in North South Dakota in August, and after that, I'll probably start whitetail hunting. So that'll probably be chasing with that I don't know. I, I like that. That Omni is a nice shooting bow. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So I probably shouldn't just jump in and say that. But if you want to try either one of those bows, go down to uh, like Archery Field and Sports or your nearest elite dealer and tell them you would like to take the shootability challenge right here in Iowa. And I promise you, you'll see what all the fuss is about. We're going to be talking to uh, Sam Thrash here in a minute. So uh, Andrew's getting him lined up. That was a nice we, uh, conversation we had with Jacob last hour. We appreciate him taking uh, the time while he's out doing the things in Wisconsin. Morning, Kent. Good to see you. Kent's at the Rib Shack down in Missouri. Let's go say hi to Sam. Morning, Sam. Morning. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Have you all heard, uh, have you heard all that commotion and stuff down in Texas? You know Larry and Paul are down there turkey hunting. I figured... Well, I mean... I heard they were down here, but I ain't uh, seen nothing hit the ground yet. So, oh no, <laughs> they had something hit the ground. You mean they're they're not news report? There's not news reports or people with on um, big signs over the overpasses saying "Welcome, Larry Mack, we love you." You mean I figured all that fanfare would be going on all the way through te- all the way through Texas? Now, Texas is a big place, Dan. I don't think Larry's as big as he thinks he is. <laughs> it's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. 
<laughs> I don't know. Larry's pretty popular. <laughs> I know. Larry's a good guy. Oh, I'm sitting here. I was sitting here watching something on TV the other night. My phone rings and it says no caller ID. And it's it's Craig. It's Craig Morgan, the singer. He goes, hey, how are you? I go, Craig? He goes, yeah. And I go, what are you up to? He goes, oh, I just want to see what you click. He ran out of signal. And I don't know if he's hunting with Larry or whatever, but I haven't talked to Craig in like 10 years, so something's up. Because Craig and Larry are big buddies, you know, because when, when, when Craig's playing the Grand Old Opry and everything, he always tells everybody he's buddies with Larry Mack. Well, I would too, so. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> How are things down in Texas? Uh, you guys getting ready to bust loose on some birds? Man, uh, we're, we're trying. I know uh, some of our properties down here, just with the drought and everything recently, our, our turkey populations have hit a, a little bit of a lull. Um, but I know a few of us are going to try to make the most of what we have to work with. And uh, my production director, Nick, he's he's one of them that's pretty adamant on getting out there and chasing some Rios. So we'll, uh, we'll see what it has in store for us, you know. So you guys are even seeing a decline in birds in Texas. Yeah, so our, our property, our Texas dirt place, it, uh, it's never never had a, a whole bunch of turkeys on it or anything like that. But really, especially after last year with the drought, it just it really started to, to kind of wind down, at least in our neck of the woods. So we're trying to, to do what we can to support the, the little population that is still there and not completely destroy them or anything like that. But um, at the same time, hopefully be able to enjoy some sort of season so yeah good morning mountain man out there in pennsylvania good to see you oh rob so i mean are you guys are you guys i know you can take three birds right per person uh four i believe four wow are you guys just kind of cutting back on self-regulating just say taking one yeah it, it's mostly self-regulation i know we got a couple guys on the property that uh that aren't even going to hunt this year so um it's yeah, it's mainly just uh, trying to pace ourselves. You know, that's what we do with our whitetails in the fall, too. I mean, we have, uh, you know, what the state allows us to kill out there every year, but um, we we normally kind of choose to take a select number that we, lower than that, that we specify every year based on our population and our management tactics. So, Well, I mean, you guys got other things to hunt. You got tons of javelina down there. You got, you got uh, pigs, wild hogs. I mean, you got... You got, uh, what part of Texas you at, Sam? So I'm, uh, I don't have any javelinas. We're up in the, in North Texas. Okay. Um, a couple, two, three hours west of the DFW Metroplex is where our property is located. We do have a bunch of pigs out there. I'll actually, I'll text you a picture of a, a hog I had on camera just the other day. He's probably over 300 pounds. Wow. Um, so we got some, some bruisers out there that need to go. Yeah, they can, boy, they can mess a food plot up quick, can't they? Oh, yeah. Like, I have this one pig in particular that I'll send you a picture of. He uh, He's the only boar in this area that he travels in, and um, you can't see it in the photo, but he uh, it looks like somebody just went through that area with a garden tiller, and he's the only pig that I have consistently going through there. He's doing it all himself, so yeah. very destructive, very invasive. Yeah, they're, they're a problem down in Missouri, too. Yeah, that's a big pig, man. Gee, many Christmas. He's bigger than your feeder. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a monster. So I killed a I killed a really big one out there last year, and I think uh, I think this one will give that one a run for its money. Yeah, you better get you some big old banana leaves for him. Put him in the ground and smoke him. 
I know if if he's if he's edible, we'll see. He's a he might be a little little much. So that's that's the thing down here that that some people who don't have pigs don't always realize is that um, you know there there are some that are good for eating. There's others that um, are not. And when it comes down to it, you know the the state of Texas. If you're hunting on private land, you don't even have to. Uh, legally have a hunting license to, to hunt pigs in Texas now. Um, that's how invasive they are. They're they're considered a nuisance, same as you know coyotes or other predators are. Um, and some of them just aren't straight up aren't good for eating. They're they're too big, too tough, too stinky, too greasy, and um, you just gotta do what you can to control the population to, to save your property. So. Yeah, well, they can overrun property real quick. I mean, they breed. I mean, they it doesn't take long for them to get out of hand. That's for sure. Are oh, you? Oh yeah. The, Go ahead. I was just gonna say the females they have uh, like two to three gestational periods every year, so they can repopulate or overpopulate to your point extremely quickly. So. Yeah. Where are the javelinas more south from you? Yeah, you gotta you gotta get farther south, kind of kind of central Texas and below, depending on the area, to start seeing those. So I gotcha. I gotcha. Are you uh, are you around any uh, elk out in your area? No, I, I don't have any anything like that wandering around. So there's kind of in the surrounding region where we are, there's, there are some high-fence ranches that have exotics like the, the axis deer and black buck and, you know, stuff like that. So um, maybe maybe one day I'll catch a, a wanderer traveling through or something like that, but we don't have any uh, any elk in our immediate vicinity. So. Uh, Denny Brower, the pro, uh, he's retired now, but Denny was a pro bass fisherman for a long time. He he retired down on Lake Amistad, and Denny yeah. Denny's got a place somewhere there in Texas where they got free roaming elk. He, is that would that be like north northwest Texas? Um, there might be some up toward that area north northwest. Uh, it can get kind of flat up there too. I would think most of the places you're going to find elk are on those game ranches and stuff. Okay. Um, probably where you have a little bit more variant terrain and stuff like that. So. I got you. I figured he were coming over from the other bordering state. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot that uh, that migrate through like that. Um, that's where the panhandle, we got mule deer and pronghorn that will make their way in, but um, not a whole lot of migratory elk herds coming through. So. Okay. Well, antelope speed goats are always fun to go chasing. Oh, yeah. I'm... Uh, I'm missing Montana for sure. That's uh, that was for a couple years my 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 treat to myself to get up there and chase some speed goats. But I opted for a uh, for a Colorado mule deer tag this year instead of the pronghorn. So um, fingers crossed that I draw that. Well, there you go. Good morning, Hoyt. Good to see you. I, I I'm going out to South Dakota. I haven't been antelope hunting in probably seven eight years. Uh, they're good eating. I I. I've had people tell me they didn't care for the meat and stuff, and I've had, uh, I think I've shot two, I think I've shot two over the years, but um, all the ones I've gotten, I, you know, I field dressed them right away, I didn't, you know, I didn't sit there and take a lot of pictures, I got them, I got them clean real quick, but the, I thought the meat was delicious. Man, the, it, my wife will tell you, it's the best wild game that we've ever had. I killed I killed mine in 2018, um, hunting up in Montana with our marketing director Drew, and uh, we killed them. Celebrated, got all the pictures, all that good stuff. Um, we gutted, skinned, and processed him. Actually, Drew had a little shop up there with a deep freeze in it, so we actually processed him ourselves that night. 
Um, got it in the deep freeze, so it was frozen for my commute back down to Texas. And first night home, we pulled one of those back straps out and cooked it on the grill. And you could stand <laughs> here and cut that thing with a fork, Dan. It was the best wild game that we've ever had. Yeah, I love it. I and I don't know if I don't know if it's just whether you're in you know South Dakota, Montana, or Wyoming, and that, that's usually where I, I trounce around. Uh, when I'm doing that, but I just love the way it smells, the sage and everything out there. And then you get into some of those coolies and stuff. Um, it's so pretty and it, it's just a neat place to go hunt. It's definitely not hunting in the Midwest. That's for sure. It's, it's, Man, di it's different, but it's, it's pretty cool out there. It's, it's so incredibly cool. And I got, I got a bunch of questions. You know, when I was, I went up there a couple years in a row to hunt pronghorn in Montana and everybody was like, man, you're, you're from Texas. Why are you going all the way? across the country of Montana, you know, you know, you got those things in Texas or in New Mexico, right next door, whatever the case might be. And I was like, you don't understand it. It's not just the animal I'm pursuing. It's, it's where I'm going. It's Montana. Right. It's the fact that I'm, I'm on tens of thousands of acres of essentially public land out here. And there's not a soul, not a house, not a vehicle in sight. It's just you, the outdoors and God pretty much. And that's it. So. Yeah. It's nice. You ever been out by Devil's Tower out there by Hewlett, South Dakota? I have not. Yeah, or uh, Wyoming. Uh, if you get a chance, go out there. It's it's really pretty in that area. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's fun. Seven fourteen and some change here on thirteen fifty ESPN. So how long is how long has the follow obsession been on now, Sam? And we're uh, we're several years in the making right now, um, and we got a. We got a lot of cool stuff right now coming down the pipe with uh, with some of our shows and our podcasts and stuff. Love to share some of it with you if we have the time, but it's uh, it's several years in the making. And that hunting and outdoor media production company, we're blue collar blue collar guys with blue collar problems, I guess you could say. But uh, we we enjoy producing content relevant to different regions across the country um, and the animals and the. It, adventures that were going on so it's it's really cool we put together an awesome team over here and uh yeah it's it's an awesome journey yeah yeah you can hear fall obsession every monday on the outdoor call radio app uh, they've been on there for a while and we enjoy having you uh sandhill cranes roast beef from the sky you you tend to you tend to like that a little bit oh some ribeye from the sky yeah we uh we've had a group that have really gotten passionate about um, getting together multiple times a year. It's actually our Midwestern crew that uh, they made an adventure down here to, to Texas last December to check out the Sandhill Crane hunting, and it, uh, it did not disappoint at all. We've done several several podcasts over it, and then uh, we have a actual filmed hunt itself on our YouTube channel as well. So it's, uh, there's nothing quite like it is, is from what I've heard. So. Yep, absolutely. 7.15 and some change. Sam, hang on. I'm going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back on the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. This is the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right. Welcome back to the Outdoor Call Radio with Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. It is 8.21 and some change. Here on the station, I've got Sam Thrash on from uh, Fall Obsession Show. Sam, you still there? I'm still here, Dan. There you go. All right, I'm going to do a little trivia real quick. i got a Rupert's Roosting Peace Turkey call, box call here, made with love from Pennsylvania from my buddy Todd Rupert. And all you need to do to win this is tell me how many birds 
have been reported that have been double spurred? How many birds have been reported that had double spurs? If you know the answer to that, give us a call, 244-1350, 244-1350, and Andrew will line it up. So, Sam, are you, uh, you going anywhere else besides Texas turkey hunting this year? So, I have uh, I put in for Colorado uh, this year for one of our staff members up there, our Western Regional Coordinator, Tim Burgess. He, uh, he invited me to come up there and hunt on his farm uh, for either mule deer or whitetail. I've never hunted mule deer before, so looking to, to check that one off. He's got some decent bucks out there. Not that that, not that that's everything for me. I'm I'm good with uh, yeah, with just the experience and hopefully punching a tag on anything. But yeah, um, that's all right. Did, I, I did I say deer? I meant. Are you going anywhere else turkey hunting this spring? Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. But no, <laughs> uh, Texas Texas will be it for for turkey season for me. Okay. Uh, Busy time of year for us as well, so in the springtime, I don't normally uh, don't normally travel much outside of Texas. So. Yeah, what do you do after turkey season? You just start fishing. Um, we'll do some fishing. I most of the time I'm I'm spending my my extra time just out on our Texas dirt property because we do a lot out there for for the whitetail habitat and management and everything. And um, so I'll be spending my summer months out there, probably working on stuff and trying to get some uh, some land and habitat improvements going on out there getting ready for year three on the property so, so you're going to be knee deep in brassicas and lagoons yeah i'll be uh i'll be sweating my butt off basically while yeah. everybody else is having fun so <laughs> that's all right getting them clovers in there and then beans and and uh and all your uh rape and and uh turnips and all that other fun stuff food plots are really cool because it not only helps the deer but it helps everything around that property which is always nice yeah, we're uh, we're definitely looking into hopefully having a having a better year weather wise, or at least be in a better position to control kind of our uh, kind of our food plots and stuff. Because last year with the with the drought and the high heat we had, it just it was not a good year for, for food plots out here. So yeah. we're hoping to be able to learn from that and improve this year. And um, on top of that, as we already talked about a little bit with the hogs we have down here, that keeps us. Uh, that keeps us busy with something to hunt in the summertime too. So absolutely. Well, you know, uh, if you put if you put peas or chicory out, those are really good drought resistant food plot plants. Yeah, we have we have several options like that that we're looking into to try and uh, put what's best for that environment out there to give us the best shot of having something successful for yep. us. So. All right, how many turkeys have been reported with double spurs? I will give you a hint. It's under fifty. Uh, so there's, yeah, uh, just call Andrew and take a shot. 244-1350, It's a rare, a rare thing. It's, uh, so I would say under 50 would be a good starting point. So, uh, what do you got coming up on fall obsession? Man, we have, we have a lot of cool stuff, uh, coming down the pipe. We still have our, our weekly podcast and everything, and you already mentioned, you know, that we're, we're on your show every Monday as well, but um, our listeners can find that podcast every Monday as well on all major podcast platforms and Carbon TV. You don't need to come on, Andrew. Our, uh, our Texas Dirt series, uh, that's the show that we actually film on this Texas property. I've referenced several times. We'll be continuing that into season three this year. Um, covering our journey on this Texas property and habitat improvement and management down here. And then 
We have a new series coming to our platforms in Carbon TV starting this spring. I'm actually out there in the Midwest. One of our guys out there is uh, doing his own habitat improvement series out there that will be on our YouTube channel and Carbon TV as well. So I'm super excited to have that thing um, launching here in a, in a few weeks. And then really cool thing that we got going on right now is actually our, uh, our second turkey hunt competition. So we're hosting a turkey hunt competition here at Fold Session. Um, you can hunt from anywhere in the United States as long as you're legally licensed and allowed to hunt where your uh, where your stomping grounds are. And uh, basically, you pre-register either as an individual or as a two-person team for uh, a small fee at FoldSession.com. And once you kill your bird, um, you submit it to us through our uh, our harvesting log, and then from there, um, the Basically, there's a cash prize for, for second and third place in both divisions. Um, and the cash pots are fluctuating. They're growing because they're based off of uh, how many people we have registered. So the more people we get to sign up, the bigger these cash pots are going to be. And the uh, winners could be looking at a, at a pretty impressive little payout if we get enough people to sign up. So are, are you doing, we're doing it. Are you doing different divisions, Sam, for, like, kids and, and stuff like that? So we've put a lot of thought into this. Um we only have two divisions, one for individuals and then the other one for teams. Okay. But we uh, we have our, basically we've created a, a scoring system for these birds that get sent in so that, you know, you're assigned a point value based on the bird's weight, the spur length, the beard length, etc. But then there's some additional factors that um, can allow you to get some bonus points. One of them is if you're a hunter 16 years old or younger, um, there's, a, there's some bonus point opportunities for you there. Or if it doesn't matter how old or young you are, if it's your first turkey you've ever killed, for example, that's another opportunity to get uh, some bonus points in the competition. So we're trying to make it as, uh, as competitive as possible and uh, as fun as possible for our participants. So that's all cool. that information is at bulbsession.com, and uh, you can register straight from there. All right. That sounds awesome. What's coming up on the podcast the next couple of weeks? We, uh, we're kind of wrapping up. We're transitioning from one season to another. Um, we, uh, you know, after deer hunting, we hit the, the waterfowl topics pretty hard on our podcast with, uh, some goose hunting and some sandhill crane hunting. Um, we'll be transitioning into some, some turkey hunting content here, as well as, uh, some habitat improvement content. And then normally in the spring and summer months, uh, my, uh, my production team and myself normally get on there. And talk a little bit about uh, kind of film production and you know e- even easy ways that uh, that blue collar guys even with just a smartphone you know can get out there and document their hunts. So. Yeah, how do you like making rattlesnake chili? <laughs> uh, I am uh, I'm not a snake guy, Dan. <laughs> if snake is dead and it's uh, not going any pot near me. So. <laughs> oh, come on, man! You're from Texas. You're supposed to say that's all we eat down here is rattlesnake chili. No, 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 no. I got a, a long list of animals I'll try before that. That's, uh, that's just me personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. Well, see, and you guys don't put beans in your chili down there either. Okay, now, hold on. This is a, this is a big debate down here. <laughs> I, my, my mom's from the Midwest. Yeah. And, and I do like beans in my chili. Oh, really? And, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firefighter full-time. So if I put beans in the chili at the fire station, I get a lot of weird looks for sure. Yeah, I've been I was I've been told by several buddies of mine from Texas if you put beans in chili, it's not chili. No, they're like it's soup at that point. I'm like, no, it's it's 
it, it's good. It's chilly. It's still chilly. No, they they don't want to hear it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I like having some kidney and uh, and with some white beans in my chili. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Sam, how can they find you on Fall Obsession, buddy? Well, the easiest place to go is the website, fallobsession.com. That's the hub. That's where you, anybody can go and find all of our content on there or the avenues to get to everything. Um, our online media series are all on there. Our podcast is on there. Um, you can pick you up some apparel on there. we got some pretty cool hat and shirt designs. Um, and then wild game recipes, educational articles and videos. We got stuff covering hundreds of topics in the hunting outdoor industry, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, go wild. And believe it or not, we are on TikTok now as well. So you can find us on there too. And, uh, and, and the outdoor call radio apps, what you're posting. And the outdoor call radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Send me some pictures when you get some birds down. I'll and uh, I'll look forward to hearing your stuff on the on Mondays on the outdoor call. So thanks for uh, being part of the network, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good, Dan. Thanks for having us on your show again. Take All right, care. man. Have a great weekend, Sam. You too. There he goes, Sam from uh, the Fall Obsession Show. I am late for a break. I'll be right back on thirteen fifty ESPN. Good morning, Jake. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. As you just heard at the conclusion of the radio show, where you guys can find us at fallobsession.com and all the cool stuff that we have there on our social media pages. Also, be sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, we got new videos coming out multiple times a week in multiple different series. Some really cool stuff coming down the pipe. Um, really excited about it. Also, don't forget to sign up for that turkey hunt competition if you have not already. Registration is still open and it'll be open for a while, but you have to register before you kill a turkey. So be sure you head on over to fallobsession.com and sign up for that hunt competition. Pick you up a hat or a shirt. We'd love to see y'all repping that uh, Fall Obsession swag in your turkey kills. And last but not least, Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the podcast partner. Derek and Lacey over there in Mississippi, they do an excellent job setting folks up with vetted outfitters across the country. Um, just give Derek a call. Let him know kind of what you're looking for, your price range, where you're wanting to go. He'll work with you on timeline, budget, licensing, all that good stuff, and uh, get you set up with uh, a trusted and vetted outfitter. So Ridge Rock Hunt Company, go check them out. And with that, thank you all for listening to another week. We're back again next Monday for another episode as always, and we'll catch you then.